In this recording, we're going to discuss the long-standing custom to cover the chalas until after Kiddush. This is a very old custom, which is already mentioned in Tosfos. So we're going to look at the three major explanations for it, and then we'll see a bunch of practical differences between the different explanations. So even though this isn't the most severe halacha, but it is a very interesting topic, and it's discussed by Tosfos and a lot of other important commentators. The order of our Shabbos meals is that first we make Kiddush, and then we do the hamotzi on the bread. Now the Gemara in Pesachim and Kufam and Beis says that you don't bring out the table until after Kiddush. So they would start their meal, they would sit down, they would make Kiddush without tables in front of them. Then they would bring out the table with their food, with their chalas, and they would continue the meal. Now, Tosfos points out that the Gemara in Shabbos on Kufiyot Tesamid Beis says that you're supposed to already have your Shabbos table set when you come home, and it refers to this good angel that blesses the person in that case. So Tosfos points out that this means that the table should already be set, just not in the dining room where they're going to be eating. So the table should be set, let's say, in the kitchen, and then after they make Kiddush, so then they would bring the table into the dining room, but it was set that entire time. Now then Tosfos points out that this whole Gemara only only makes sense if we're talking about little tables, like in the olden days, the way they used to eat was reclining, and they would have a little table that would be brought to them with the food on it. Like nowadays, we have these small wooden folding tables that you can carry around and set up wherever you want. So that's how they used to eat. So such a table could be set elsewhere in the house and then brought in front of the person after Kiddush. But our big dining room tables, you can't start carrying them around. So Toso says, we do this halacha a little differently. We have the food and the table set in front of us when we make Kiddush, but it's all covered, and then we uncover it after Kiddush. So that's our equivalent of bringing the table into the dining room, is that the food is covered on the table, and then we uncover it after Kiddush. So that's where the source of this halacha of covering the chalas comes from. But again, Tosos does not mention the chalas. He just says that the food in general should be covered. Now, Tosos then gives two explanations for why the food needs to be covered slash brought out after Kiddush. Meaning, what's the problem having the food open while we make Kiddush? So the first one comes from the She'iltos, which is from Rabbi Chai Gaon. And he explained, You want to make clear that the meal you're about to eat is especially in order to honor Shabbos. But if the food is sitting there from before the Kiddush, it's not clear that the this is specifically for Shabbos. It looks like you're just having a meal. So that's why first we make Kiddush, so we sanctify Shabbos. So that makes clear that the theme of this meal is Shabbos. And then we present the food, so that shows that the whole meal is connected to honoring Shabbos. So that's the first explanation for why the food should not be there before Kiddush. The second one, Toso says, is Zecher Laman. We want to remember the miraculous Mun food that God gave the Jews in the desert, which did not fall on Shabbos. So we do a number of things to remember the man over Shabbos. So one of them is that we cover the food from above and below. There should be a covering beneath and on top in order to recreate the man, which was also covered by dew below it and on top of it. So we try to recreate that model of being covered beneath and above by covering the food beneath and above. So that's the second explanation Tosos gives. Now again, it's worth noting that both of Tosos's explanations apply not only to the 
challah, but to all the food on the table. So everything should be covered in order to come out special for Shabbos, and everything should be covered in order to remember the man. So that's the way Tosfos presents this concept. Now the tour in Simen Reish Ayin Aleph, Sif Tes, presents it a little differently, and he does quote the material from Tosfos, but first of all, he shifts it to focusing on the challah. So the tour emphasizes that it's the bread which should be covered. He doesn't focus on the rest of the food. And in addition to the two reasons Tosfos offered, he quotes a third explanation for this halacha, which comes from the Yerushalmi, Shelo hapas boshto. We don't want to embarrass the bread. Now what that means is that in general, the order of the brachas follows the way they're listed in the Torah. So between the two species of wheat and grapes, wheat comes first. So ordinarily, if you're eating a meal, you would make the bracha on the wheat products like bread before you make the bracha on the grape products like wine. So the Shabbos meal is unusual in the sense that we reverse the normal order and instead of doing bread and then wine, first we do the wine and then the bread. So since we're doing the wine before the bread, which is unusual, we cover up the bread as if it's not on the table. So that removes some of the issue of doing the wine before the bread because it's almost as if the bread isn't even here. So that's why we make Kiddush first. Now, obviously that's not the main reason because even if the bread would be there, that's the way the rabbi set up the Shabbos meal that first comes Kiddush, then comes the Motzi. So in all cases, we would make the bracha on the wine first. That's the order of the Shabbos meal. But this is a way to minimize the issue by covering up the bread or not having it there. So it looks like right now we're just dealing with the wine. Now, the way the Yerushalmi phrases this is that the bread shouldn't be embarrassed. It does seem to mean something a bit more technical than that. But there are contemporary ideas that the Yerushalmi is teaching us a nice lesson that we should be so concerned for the feelings of the bread, quote unquote, even though bread has no feelings. So all the more so how much careful we should be with people who do have actual feelings. So those are the three explanations for this halacha, either to dramatize that the meal is for Shabbos or so that the bread shouldn't be embarrassed by making Kiddush first or in order to recreate the man on some level by having a double covering the way the man was covered. Now, the Yerushalmi's reason is specifically for bread only. It wouldn't apply to other foods because the bracha on wine does come before most other foods. It's just the bread that comes before the wine. So according to the Yerushalmi, unlike the other two reasons, it would only apply to bread, not to the other foods on the table. Now, the way the Shulchan Aruch quotes this halacha is interesting. He says, There needs to be a tablecloth on the table under the bread, and then another cloth on top of the bread covering it. So the point of the two cloths seems to be in order to recreate the man, which again was covered beneath and above. Now it's interesting to note in the Shulchan Arach that the tablecloth of Shabbos is a very big deal. At the beginning of Simon Reish Samach Beis, the Shulchan Arach explicitly rules that you have to put a tablecloth on your table on Friday afternoon so that when you come home from Shul, your table is already set with the tablecloth. And the Ramah adds, that your table should be set the entire day of Shabbos, and you shouldn't change that custom. So the Ramah is a big believer that the tablecloth and some sort of setting has to remain there the entire Shabbos, even after the meals. Now the Magnavram quotes from the Marshal, and the Mishnabura also quotes this, that one should actually use two tablecloths on Shabbos. And the reason is because if they have to clean the upper tablecloth, you don't want to have one moment when the table is not covered by a tablecloth. 
So having two means that you can take off the top one to clean it, and there's still a tablecloth remaining there. That's why a lot of people have a white tablecloth on the table with a plastic covering on top, so that even if they take off the plastic to clean it, they still have a tablecloth on their table the entire Shabbos. And the Maganav Ram and the Mishnah also add a related halacha that you shouldn't dirty up your floor on Friday night unless you're going to be cleaning it. But you shouldn't have a dirty house over Shabbos. So you just worked hard to clean it on Friday afternoon. You shouldn't drop food on the floor unless you're going to clean it right away. So this is big business in the post game that the house should be clean and the table should be set the entire Shabbos to the point where the marshal has a double tablecloth on the table. And the Ber Halacha even wonders if you should have a tablecloth on tables that are outside of the dining room. So any table through the house should be covered. So now when the Shulchan Aruch adds this covering on top of the challah, it's really like the third covering because there's two tablecloths and then the challah on top of that and then a third covering on top of the challah. So that's the picture according to the Shulchan Aruch and the Magen Avram and the Mishnah Bura. So now in order to clarify these three different approaches to this halacha, what I want to do is go through eight practical differences and we'll see how each of the reasons is going to play out in those cases. That will hopefully clarify some of this discussion. So the first case is if you're making kiddush on the bread. Let's say someone doesn't have wine, so they have to make the kiddush on the bread. So do you have to cover the bread? So the Mishabura points out that according to the reason that we don't want to embarrass the bread, so then in this case you don't have to cover the bread because there's no kiddush preceding the bread. But if the reason is to recreate the mun, so then we would still want to cover the bread in this case even though there's no kiddush because you still want it to look like the mun. Now according to the third reason that it's in order to highlight that the meals for Shabbos. So the Mishnah Brura here does not discuss that reason. He did mention it earlier in Sifkat and Tesvav. So it's not totally clear how that reason would play out, but it seems like there's no reason to cover it because since the Kiddush is being made on the bread, so there's no need to dramatize that this meal is for Shabbos. So that's how those three reasons would play out in terms of the first issue if you're making Kiddush on the challah. Now the second practical difference is what about the other foods, not the challahs. Let's say there's dips or soup on the table, something which is not bread, does that need to be covered? So as we mentioned earlier, this seems to be a debate between Tosfos and the tour. Tosfos says to cover all the foods, the tour says only to cover the challah. Now, according to the Yushalmi, that the reason is so the bread shouldn't be embarrassed, so then obviously it only applies to bread or other wheat products, anything that you make a Mizonos on, but it does not apply to non-Mizonos foods. But what about the other two explanations? So if the point is to highlight that this meal is connected to Shabbos, so then it does make sense to cover all of the foods, although one could also counter that the bread is the main food that's going to start off the meal, so only the bread has to be covered. And again, it's possible to read that that is the debate between Tosfos and the tour, whether you should cover all of the foods in order to highlight that they're coming for Shabbos or just the bread. Now, the third reason that the point is to make it look like the man, so this again could go both ways. Tosfos seems to imply that all of the food on the table should look like the man, so everything should be covered beneath and above. But the tour and the Shulchan Arach seem to say that this whole recreating the man only applies to the bread, and there's very good reason for that because we use two loaves of bread in order to remember the double portion that the Jews got. 
So the bread specifically of all of the foods is connected to the man. So the bread should be covered like the man. But it doesn't necessarily follow that other random foods like dips or soup that are not already connected to the man should also be covered. So that's why the Tur and the Shulchan Aruch view the bread as special since we're using two breads in order to remember the double portion of the man. So it should also look like the man on some level. So that's why their limitation of this recreation of the man to the challah does make a lot of sense because the challah is already connected to the man. So again, that's how these three reasons are going to play out in terms of covering other non-Mizonos foods. Now, what about other Mizonos foods? So let's say there's cookies or cake on the table. Does that need to be covered? It's Mizonos, but it's not bread. So according to the two reasons that either it's to highlight that this food is for Shabbos or it's to recreate the man, so nothing is going to change. Whatever we just said about non-Mizonos foods is going to apply to cakes and cookies too. But according to the reason that we don't want the bread to be embarrassed because the bracha on the wine is coming before the bread, so now one could easily make the argument that cookies and cake are the equivalent of bread because normally their bracha would come before the wine. So in this case, the cookie and the cake are also going to be embarrassed, quote-unquote, by having the bracha on wine first, so they should also be covered. In other words, even if you're not going to cover the vegetables or the dips on the table, but the cakes and the cookies should be covered because they're also embarrassed by Kiddush coming before them when in general they come before the bracha on the wine. And this issue does come up a good amount on Shabbos morning when people make Kiddush, but they're not having their meal. They're just going to have some crackers or some cookies. So the question is, do they need to cover those crackers and cookies or not? So the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch writes that one should cover crackers and cookies. And again, the reason is because the same way the bread is embarrassed at having Kiddush come first, so too any Mizonos food, like cookies, are embarrassed at having the Kiddush come first. So they too should be covered while you're making Kiddush. So that's why you'll sometimes see on Shabbos morning, someone will cover the cookies before they make Kiddush. On the other hand, the Piskei Chuvis quotes that there are those who disagree with this. And they say that this whole concept only applies to bread because since the bread is such an integral part of the meal, so it gets embarrassed, quote unquote, by having the Kiddush come first. In other words, bread is a very important food, just like wine. So to have the wine go before the bread, something of a slight to the challah. So that's why the challah should be covered. But cookies are not as important a food as bread. So even though the Kiddush is coming before the cookies, there's no need to cover the cookies, even according to that reason that Mizonos usually comes before the wine, but it only applies to the bread, not to cookies. Now, the fourth distinction is going to be if you're using a see-through cover. So how is this going to play out with the three reasons? So the way the Piskei Tshuvas puts this is that according to the Shmir Shabbos Kehilchasa, a see-through cover is good enough that the bread is not embarrassed. So that's enough to cover the bread, even though we're making Kiddush first. But it's not enough for the other two reasons. It doesn't dramatize that this food is for Shabbos because you can see the food on the table already. And it also doesn't recreate the man because the man had like a white covering. It wasn't see-through. So that's the way he presents it. But of course, you could think about this differently. Maybe a see-through covering is not enough to prevent the bread from being embarrassed. And on the other hand, maybe a see-through covering is good enough to recreate the man or to create the excitement that this food is for Shabbos. So it's not totally clear how these reasons would play out in terms of a see-through covering, but I told you how the Piskei Chuvis puts it together. Now, a fifth distinction is going to be, do you need an underneath covering? Now, practically, this is almost never going to come up because most people either have a tablecloth underneath 
which according to the Shulchan Aruch is sufficient, or they're using a challah board. So they do have something under the challah. But let's say in a theoretical case, do you need to not only have a covering on top, but also beneath? So if the point is to recreate the man, then it needs not only on top, but also underneath, like the man. But if the reason is so that the bread shouldn't see the wine going first, or in order to create excitement that the meal's for Shabbos, so then of course one covering on top is enough, you don't need any covering underneath it. Now, a sixth distinction is going to be whether you need to cover the chalas at shalashudis. So if the reason is so that the bread shouldn't see the kiddush going first, then obviously there's no need to cover the chalas at shalashudis because there's no kiddush. It's only the first two meals when there's kiddush that you have to cover the chalas. But at shalashudis, when there's no kiddush, there's no need to cover the chalas. Likewise, if the reason is to highlight that this food is for Shabbos, so again, at shalashudis, there's no need to cover it because there's nothing that comes before the challah. The first thing that we eat is the challah, so of course it's for Shabbos. There's no need to cover it. But if the reason is to recreate the man, so then even shalashudis is connected to the man, so the challah should be covered also at shalashudis. This also touches on the issue of whether you need two challahs at shalashudis, which is going to connect with how much we remember the man at Shalashudis. But basically, according to the reason of remembering the man, so then even Shalashudis, the chalas, should be covered. The seventh distinction is going to be the practice of the Vilna Gaon. The Vilna Gaon didn't used to cover his chalas, but rather in the collection of his customs in Maserav, Oskofyurches, it says that he just used to bring the challah to the table after Kiddush. So his chalas were in his kitchen. He would make Kiddush in the dining room. And then after that, he would bring in the chalas, but he never covered them. So the Vilna Gon had a different solution to this problem than the tour. Instead of covering the chalas, he just brought them in later. And as we saw from Tosvos, that was the original practice. Originally, they would bring in the whole table after Kiddush. But since nowadays, our tables are too big to start lugging around. So we set the table before Kiddush, but we cover the chalas. So the Vilna Gon had a different solution to this, which recreates the Gemara's model, which is that he didn't bring in the chalas until after Kiddush. Now his table was set in order to fulfill that statement in the Gemara, so the tablecloth and the plates and the silverware, everything was out there, just the challah he didn't bring out until after Kiddush. So that was his solution to this overall issue. Now the Vilna solution works very well if the point is to highlight that this meal is for Shabbos. So that's exactly what they would do in the times of the Gemara. They would bring out the food after Kiddush, and it would be clear that it was for Shabbos. So the same thing is happening in the Vilna solution. Also, if the reason is so that the bread doesn't see the Kiddush going first, so the Vilna is a very good solution. But the Aruch HaShulchan points out in Simen Reish Ein Aleph, Sifkat Nechav Beis, that if the point is to recreate the man, so then the Vilna solution has not done that because he didn't cover the challah and make it look like the man. So the Vilna solution would depend on which is the main reason. If the main reason is to recreate the man, then you can't bring out the challah after Kiddush. You would still have to cover it. And the eighth and final distinction that we'll go through is how long does the bread have to be covered? So once the person made Kiddush, can they immediately uncover the bread? Or do they need to leave the bread covered for some reason while they're washing? Or do they even need to leave it covered while they make the bracha of hamotzi? So the Mishnah Brura indicates that this would depend on which reason we follow. He quotes that the Prima Gadim said that according to all of the reasons, as soon as you're done with Kiddush, you can uncover the bread. Because now the bread won't see Kiddush first. You also 
recreated the man already, and you're showing that it's for the Shabbos meal. So according to any one of the three reasons, as soon as Kiddush is over, you can take off the covering. On the other hand, he quotes that the Chaye Adam seems to indicate that if the reason is to remember the man, so then you should actually keep it covered until after you make the bracha of Hamotzi, because that reason doesn't immediately end as soon as Kiddush is over. Even when you're making the bracha on the bread, it should look like the man, so it should still be covered. So that's why you'll see sometimes people make the initial cut under the challah covering, and then they make the bracha, and only then they uncover it. It's to follow this view of the Chaye Adam that you should keep the challah covered until after the bracha when you're ready to cut it. Now, the truth is that this idea is not entirely clear in the Chaye Adam, and he actually seems to contradict himself. So even though in Klal Vav, Sif Yud Gimel, he does quote like the Mishnah Bura said, that even after Kiddush, you should still keep it covered. But earlier in Klal He, Sif Zayin, he writes the opposite. You shouldn't take off the covering until after Kiddush. So there he seems to imply that after Kiddush, you could take off the covering. So it's not entirely clear if the Chayadim's contradicting himself and what he means to say. But either way, that's what the Mishnah quotes from the Chaye Adam, that according to the reason to recreate the man, so then it should be covered until after the bracha of Hamotzi. Now, in terms of which reason we follow, so the Piskei Tshuvah says that the primary reason for Halacha is the Yerushalmi's reason, that we don't want the Challah to see the wine going first. So I'm not going to go through all the cases we discussed, but if you use that lens, so then you can figure out how we would rule in each of those eight situations, because the primary reason is the one that the tour quoted, which Tosos had not mentioned, that we don't want the challah to see the wine going first. On the other hand, in Nefesh Rav, he quotes that Rav Salavechik held that the main reason is the Sheiltos' reason, which Tosos quoted, that we want to emphasize that this food is in order to honor Shabbos, and this meal is specifically for Shabbos. So that's why Rav Soloveitchik was very careful to cover not only the challah, but all of the foods on the table, because he felt that that was the primary reason, and that applies not only to the challah, but all of the food that's part of the meal should specifically be connected with Shabbos. So it should all come out on the table after Kiddush. So most people probably end up doing this right, because they bring out the challahs and cover them, and the rest of the food they don't bring out until after Kiddush. So that's similar to the way the Vilna Gon did it with the challahs. So that would also fulfill Rav Soloveitchik's stringency because it means the rest of the food is not coming out before Kiddush. But if other food is on the table before Kiddush, according to Rav Soloveitchik, it should be covered. But again, the Piskei Tshuvah says that the main reason is so that the challah doesn't see the Kiddush going first. So then there would be no reason to cover the other non-challah and certainly non-Mizonos foods that are on the table.